What's going on, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies. It's the Sony Open 2023 from Wailai Country Club in Hawaii. And it's also the night of the natty. Go, dogs! Now, Let's this go! Time, this time last year, me and Pat were in Indianapolis for the natty to watch our Georgia Bulldogs bring it home for the first time in 40 years. And so we're coming at you early tonight because we ain't going to be here at 8.30 or 8 o'clock when the game starts. So you can just forget no. that. No, we ain't. We're not doing that. We're getting this in early, and then we're going to watch the dogs, and then tomorrow we'll have a betting show out, okay? That's just how it's going to go. And, uh, Pat, you look lovely. You got your Georgia shirt on. I got my Georgia shirt on. We got our Georgia shirts on. How you feeling, bud? Feeling good about the game? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, We'll see how this game goes. Um, You know, second year in a row for us in this big game. You and I were there last year for it. Uh, and it was a fantastic time. It was freezing cold, but we had a good time. But, um, yeah, I'm excited uh, for this game. Excited for, you know, to get a little new blood in here, too, with TCU. It's going to be a good game. And uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I'm ready to talk some Sony Open for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm not over I'm not over the Century Tournament of Champions yet, DC. I'm not. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Um... I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say we're gonna get into this. I mean, Pat, Pat told me he texted me before the show, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna need some space up top because I'm freaking pissed." And uh, yeah. I said, "Okay, whatever." And but just coming up, we're gonna go through all the DraftKings ranges, talk through our picks, our fades, our cash plays, our who we think the chalk is gonna be. We've got some listener voicemails, including a couple good ones. But the, the guy from last week with the head covers, the brother-in-law, the brother-in-law that bought the head covers, called and left the left us a voicemail and i'm excited for everybody to hear what he has to say and then our friend chalk bomb ben called and left us a voicemail and gave us what he thinks our new year's resolution should be pat he he, he gave us those he's, well, he's he knows as well i mean he knows as well but he's also he also thinks he's the smartest guy in the room in any room he walks in now I, I do, we do need to congratulate him for placing and winning over a hundred thousand dollars in the circa millions nfl contest uh, yesterday, so congrats to him, Chalk Bomb Ben, Sharp NFL. Maybe he mind. is the smartest guy in the room. Maybe he is. I mean, he kind of like to make fun and and say he he like walks in his room just he walks in a room just immediately saying I'm the smartest guy, but maybe he is. Maybe he actually. Maybe he is, but uh, Pat, I guess the floor is yours. You nearly had the outright, the first outright of 2023 um, on the first week, and then Colin, what happened, buddy? Let, let me let me just talk about this. For a little bit, okay? I'm not going to go on and on and on, DB. I know we're trying to get a show in here. But, you know, I, I put a, I put some effort into the card, as I always do this week, even though no one cares about it. It's a not-that-anyone-cares card. And, you know, you gave me a little hate for Morikawa. You didn't like the play, but I put him on there. I stuck to my guns, and... That sounded funny. Stuck to my guns. Stuck to my guns. <laughs> I stuck to my guns. And I put them on the card. And I did give biggest, you hate. I did give you hate. And there was a lot of people fading Morikawa in the in the industry. There were. And why? Because of his putting mostly, right? Wow. Yeah, but wow. I mean, the dude wow. was putting wow. lights out. One of his best putting performances ever after round three. But then round four happened. And he birdies, what, the second hole? And he's got a nine-shot lead. But, like, he's got a nine-shot lead after the first second. Okay. And, and Ron, didn't Ron, did Ron bogey the first? I don't know. Ron, Ron had an early the bogey. the first hole. Now, let's give Ron a little credit. He won. He shot 10 under. Okay? He shot a 63. Yeah. That's not bad. Okay? Not but bad. Morikawa still lost it. Okay? He still lost this tournament. And it happened. With not just his putting, really, but his chipping. And here's where I really need to get into things, okay? What is wrong with the bump and run, okay? What's wrong with the bump and run these days, kid, all right? You got to be all electric. You got to be flashy on the gram. You got to wear your Jordan. You got to, you know, wear some fancy sunglasses. You can't wear Varnays or Ray-Bans anymore. You got to wear some crazy brand or something. You know, <laughs> it just, it, you can't do anything normal old school like the bump and run i mean you're down a hill you're down a slope okay you gotta pop it up you gotta pop it up so it just it just checks up right next to the pin and stops two feet away and it looks all good on tv guess what else looks good 
a little dribbler up there, a little dribbler to about four or five feet, and you make the putt, okay? And here's, here's what happens when you try to just hit your little flop shot that you think so cool, flashy. You chunk it. You chunk it like Colin Morikawa did. He chunked it, and it goes 15 feet, rolls back down, past you. Doesn't he put, even go at your feet. He stuck that you. leading edge straight into the ground. Straight, I mean, straight tight. into the ground. Tight, soft Bermuda, which is so scary. I mean, that's what we have at our club. So scary to chip off of. And he he's talks about how he's using the bounce more and all that stuff. And then he just stuck the leading edge in there like, a, like he meant to do it. You know, I think he meant to do it to me. But I, here's the thing. <laughs> Colin, if you can hear me, I know you can. I will teach you the bump and run. You will learn the bump and run from one of the best in the world. Where are you ranked and right now, by the way? Where's your? I'm at run? least in the top 500. I've moved up considerably over the over Whoa. the summer and the and the winter. Let me tell you something. There's people that can tell you. Hey, Joe Idoni, new addition to the Tour Junkies. He can tell you he's played with me. Is he's there seen. anybody that listens to the Tour Junkies that would call in and let and and, and share firsthand experience? Uh, what they've seen Pat Perry do in terms of the bump and run. You can call 706-6-ADDICT, 706-623-3428. I would be interested to hear if anyone, uh, if anyone has any testimony. There may be a few people that were at Golby's Cup that confessed to it. Maybe. I mean, now we lost. But I'd hit a pretty good shot in there that was a bump and run. But look, I mean, that's all you needed to do on that hole is just get it up there. You don't need a bogey. It was a par five anyway. One of the easiest holes on the golf course. And then before that, he's got an easy bunker shot. I think. I think. You know. I know a lot of shots that these pros hit. And he picked that. He picked that perfect. Yeah. Where was that one? The next hole. He he picked the bunker <laughs> shot and chunked the 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 one on the Bermuda. It was ugly. It was ugly. He should be mad at his caddy too. I heard they were talking on the broadcast about. Well, what are they saying? And they're. Like, I don't know. He's not really hearing much from his caddy. If I were his caddy, I would have been like, look. What would you, I can't hit this shot for you, but what, what club would what you have pulled? What club would you have pulled right there, Pat? Oh, eight iron easy, eight, eight iron bump yeah. and run it up the hill. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. In retrospect, gosh dang, that that would have been nice. I mean, for even even to hit it to 10, 15 feet and just you know not give yourself a, a big yeah. number. Um, but man, it was it was oof, it was rough drama. You know, we thought we had it locked up twenty to one. Pat was going to hit his first his first bet of twenty twenty three. Had it locked up, counting the units pretty much. I mean, we were counting the units, and then, uh, and then it happened. But I will say this: his putting looked really good. Changed the grip. New putting coach. I can't remember the guy's name, Sweeney or something. Changed the grip. New putting coach. Dude, I mean, if if that if that maintains, Morikawa, mm. who hasn't won in over a year, was like a year and a half. If that maintains, oof, like. Yeah, but now he's got to forget this whole debacle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from the century. I, uh, I know it was a tough one. We were texting um, as it was all unraveling there, and it was, it was tough. I know you were upset. So. And I was upset. I wanted, I wanted the win for you. I wanted the win for us. Uh, it would have been nice. But, you know, John Rahm wins at plus 650. Like, I mean, what a terrible way to start 2023. Yeah. That's a very suboptimal way for tour junkies people to have a golf tournament go that the guy at 6-1 to one storms up the leaderboard, shoots a 63 to, uh, to get it done. I, I, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. All right, we're going to get to the 9K and above range on DraftKings. Before we do, we're presented to you by our friends at Front 9 Coffee, the place to go. If you love golf, if you love coffee, Front Nine Coffee is where it's at, okay? Front9coffee.com. That's front, the number nine, coffee.com. Use promo code TJ10 to get 10% off all your orders, uh, off of the whole order, okay? This is small batch, artisan, small business kind of coffee right here in Augusta, Georgia. They don't roast it till you order it, so it's fresh. So when you order it, it's going to take a little bit of time. Good things take time. They're going to they're gonna go ahead and roast it like the next day or two. They're going to package it up. They're going to deliver it to your door. Uh, anywhere in the U.S. and Canada, I believe. And uh, get it to your house. You don't have to go to the grocery store for it. You don't have to buy that crappy stuff. And just get a little bit of it. It's good. It's for golfers. It's for coffee people. We have our own brands. DB's Big uh, Large Bucket of Balls Coffee, Hazelnut Blend. Pat has mm-hmm. his kind of uh, 
espresso Milano, whatever that it's means. Italian, yeah, Italian espresso, uh, bump and run, obviously. Oh yeah, Thanks right. Bump and run. Yeah. So it's great stuff. Check it out. Front9coffee.com. Promo code TJ10. Support the small business here in Augusta that's uh, supporting us, helping to bring more fantastic content to you in 2023. We appreciate Front9 Coffee and would appreciate it if you like coffee to give them a try. That would help us out. Uh, all right, 9K and above range, Pat. Let's, let's chop it up, shall we? We've got um, Tom Kemp, Sung JM, leading it off at the top along with Hideki, Jordan Spieth. You got Hoagie. Old Tom Hoagie, we had him on the show. I, you know, I talked to him right before college football season started. Big TCU guy. We did. We even did a a, a college football over unders win total deal with Hoagie. I don't actually know how well he did on that because I made him pick all the bets. I need to go back and look at that. But he's made the trip to LA. He is there for the Natty tonight as we are recording. I hate it for him, but he's gonna be he's gonna be disappointed. Uh, I I do hate that. Uh, a couple Georgia Bulldogs right behind him, Russell Henley, Brian Harmon. Then you got Corey Connors. Billy Horschel allegedly is withdrawing, although I don't know that it's official yet. Uh, I think he said after Kapalua that he, his swing was so bad he was going to go back to Florida and work on some stuff. So stay tuned <laughs> on Billy Ho. Keegan Bradley, Mav McNeely is back. I got hearts in my eyes right now. And yeah, Taylor Montgomery, the one everybody's, the, the chosen one for 2023, the chosen rookie that everybody's all, you know, Got a little, they got a little, little, you know, they're pitching tent. If, you know, they're pitching tent for Taylor Montgomery these days. Uh, it is what it is, you know. Uh, all right. So to start it off, I think let's talk about chalk, where we think the people are going to go. And I think the people are going to go straight to the top. Uh, it's our first full field event. Uh, this is it's still at that time of year where we can really take care, you know, take advantage of some unknown players, maybe some unknown names down there in the 6K range that we think present a lot of value, and I think there's some in there. Um, but it's a little soft in terms of pricing, right? The top guy only being 10.5 and not high 10s or 11 even. Um, so the pricing's a little softer. I, I think, you know, two guys coming, coming out, of, uh, you know, out of Kapalua, which has kind of been the trend. I think it's like eight of the last nine winners here have competed in Ka- at Kapalua uh, the week before. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that Tom Kim and Sungjae would be up here up top, and, and I think you I, I think both of those guys are going to get plenty of looks um, in, in this range. And then I kind of went, so in terms of guessing the chalk, I went a couple of other different directions. I went Taylor Montgomery because we, we just, he is the DFS guy. If you're playing in a, if you're playing in a large contest, um, you know, with a, a lot of public money, like small entry fee, large contest, maybe he's a little lower owned. But if you're playing in any listener leagues for touts or the Pat Mayo League or you're playing any of that or some of these larger single entries, Taylor Montgomery is going to get a lot of love. And then I think Corey Connors might be sneaky chalk. Um, Haven't played at Kapalua, and then just with his history here, his record at Wiley, the course fit, I I feel like those could be the four names I think people are going to go. I think because of the the Sungjae, the Tom Kim, maybe even the Hideki spot up here, I think the guys in the middle of this range are going to kind of get shut out with the exception of Connors. Uh, although I do think Connors is is probably my cash, which I don't know that I've ever said this before. I think I would play Corey Connors in cash. Pat. Um, if you were going to start a fifty fifty or a double up lineup on DraftKings or FanDuel, I think I I would roll with. Uh, why did I say FanDuel? Did I just say FanDuel? Did you? You weren't paying what? attention. Why would I expect you to be paying attention? Tell me in the chat if I just said FanDuel. Why would I say that? I don't even. We don't even play FanDuel. Um, I don't know. That was that was that was weird. Anyway, Corey Connors in cash. Um, I I I don't think I am so ready to play Tom Kim this week. I can't even explain it to you. If he's thirty percent, I think I'm just gonna play him at like fifty because this kid's irons are just every every week goes by, and I just think, man, like. Surely he's not going to keep doing this, right? He's so young. I mean, the dude, does he have armpit hair? Uh, has he been kissed before? But yet he's going to continue to, to gain five strokes with his irons like week in, week out. Who does that? Nobody does that. Tom Kim does that. He continues to do it. And, and I'm, I'm having a hard time not playing him at Wiley where everyone kind of hits it to the same spot off the tee. You don't have to be this massive bomber. And you've got these smaller, flatter greens where he could just go pin seek. 
You know, like, what do you think about Tom Kim up top? I, I love. How are you going to avoid Tom. him? Can you? I don't. I don't see how I can. I mean, a lot of people I agree are going to go right to Sung Jay and Tom Kim. I mean, especially when you don't have an 11k guy in the field. So I think that. Um, but and I just I, you just got to overexpose yourself, TV. Oh, I will overexpose. Um, got to You got to lift the shirt up. Yeah. Okay. And and uh and go with some Tom Kim or Sung Jay. I think I'm going to yeah. choose. You got to choose between the two. I'm going Tom Kim. You could. You could play both of them though. You could. You could. You could play both of them. But I, I'm God, Tom Kim. I he's just fun to watch too. Yeah. He talks with his caddy. Yeah. He does all these things like it's it's like you know, kind of listening to Jordan Spieth, but like actually. But he's not whining. He, he's not whining as, as near as much. Yeah. As a, as a Jordan is. Speaking of Jordan, uh, he's the name I had written down here as a fade, and mm-hmm. I know I was all over him last week. All over him. Play, one, played him in DFS, was all over him. And he wasn't terrible, but he kind of fizzled late. Um, but, it, you know, it was different. It was a no-cut event. It was, you know, birdies galore. And, and while I still think, you know, winning score here is going to be 23, 25 under, I mean, there is no wind projected whatsoever this week early, which is really the only defense at Wileye. Uh, but he hasn't been here since 2019. It is a cut event, which scares me a little bit with his volatility, and i got to pay up for him. I just don't feel I don't feel as safe with him right now, and the putter is bad. I mean, and 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 if we talk about how this is an event where, you know, you hit into the same spot, then it's about approach and putting. That that concerns me a little bit for Jordan. It's not been really what we've seen him do the best. So I think I might be, I think Spieth might be the fade for me here. Plus, like, I would just much rather have any of those three guys above him. I'd rather have Hideki, Sungjae, or Tom Kim right now, and and. Now, listen, if, if Jordan come Thursday morning is, you know, projected at like 12% or less, I will probably play Jordan Speed. I just think you, you, he's just one of those guys that if he's that low, you just play him. But if he's getting any sort of love at all, I'm fine fading. What are you going to do with Speed? He's so hard, too, to fade if he's under 15%, isn't he? Yes, he's extremely I mean, it's hard. just tough because you sit there and you're looking at Jordan Speed. But honestly, if you if he has been and you and you've played him, you've probably over the long long haul you you've that's been a good decision. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. I, I was gonna say Billy Horschel really is my fade here, but if you're, I, I didn't see. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't uh, right. There's a few things I wasn't able to do today in preparation for the show, um, especially being earlier as we're going. But yeah. um, I was gonna kind of fade Horsch- Horschel here. If it's not Horschel, it probably is going to be Spieth, but I'll get trapped in if he's like you know, like you said, under you know, under fifteen percent. Um, I really kind of want to fade Mav though. What if, I mean, what about his game? Like, would attract you to play Mav? Putting is putter, but let me tell you something, Pat. Let me tell you something. I'm not playing Mav. Oh no! Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I was. I thought about it today, and I was looking at it. I was like, you know what? I I don't I don't want to just play Mav to play him because he's my guy. I drafted him in the Mayo League and all this stuff, and I love Mav and I I am I still am bullish on his season. I don't want to play him here first event. I would rather wait till we get to the West Coast swing, uh, or like California swing, and see what we have. I, I want to see I want to see what what Mav's rocked with. Now we could get a late yeah. piece of intel on Mav or something that may change that. But I'm actually, I'm actually not going to play Maverick McNeely. I'm sure you guys are, are in the chat are probably shocked by that. Uh, one more guy I want to ask you about. Tom Hoagie. Is there a scenario where you play him? Because I think, I mean, he's, I think you play him if TCU loses. If TCU wins, you don't play him. If TCU loses, you play him. And your, your thinking here is that if TCU wins, he's partying like crazy. He's coming in hot to Hawaii, probably not tomorrow. No. Probably going to be Wednesday, maybe get nine holes, and then he's going to be. I, w- I would think know. two. Yeah, two. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, probably Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'll, he'll be kind of struggling tomorrow. Now, it's not that he really probably has to play a, a whole lot of practice for him. Yeah. Like, he knows why he's here all the time. But yeah, I think it's just kind of the, the, the hangover there, right? I agree. But also, it's, his history here is interesting to me. Yeah. Like, you would think it's a perfect course fit, and, and I think it is. By the, you look at 2020, he was T12. You look at 2018, he was third. 
but then he misses the cut in 2019, misses it two times in a row, 21 and 22. He is playing a lot better right now than I, he may have been playing, you know, leading up into 21. I don't know about last year, though. He played really well on the West Coast last year. So, um, Hoagie, I think I agree. I'll probably wait to to see on him. But I am going to go with, with, with my dog, you know, Russell Henley there at 9,800. We know he's got a great history here, finished second here last year. His ball striking is is right on point right now, approach, everything. So I do like Russell Henley right there um, under Tom Hoagie. Our boy Alex in the chat says Hoagie's flight is already, is booked for Tuesday. Alex would know. Alex would know. He, he, he would yes. know. All right, Alex, we, we're going to hold you to that. Um, one more thing I do want to say. I, do, I, I said that was the last thing, but Brian Harmon, I was looking at something interesting on him. He's played the Sony a ton, okay? He's played the Sony every year since 2012. Every year. Hasn't missed a year. His two best finishes, fourth place in 2018, 13th in 2015, I believe, were the only other two years he's played the century the week before. So, you know, Harmon adding to that century week before somewhat narrative there, but his two best years since 2012 came following the Century Tournament of Champions. So, uh, you know, obviously played okay this past week. Uh, seemingly would fit the golf course. That is, uh, that is Brian Harmon. All right, Pat, I want to get to this voicemail. What? Did my phone just ring on the thing? <laughs> I, like, um, I, w- I want to get to this voicemail from, we're going to interrupt this program before we get to the 8K range, from the guy who bought the Ironhead covers for the listener that we listened to last week. We gave him some advice. We, we told him, he's, apparently the listener is about to get married to this guy's sister, and for Christmas, the guy bought him uh, Ironhead covers, and he wanted to know what to do about it. And you and I had some strong opinions on, on the future brother-in-law that bought said Ironhead covers, and I, I guess he heard the show, and so he's called in, and he has some, he has some things he wants us to know. So uh, here you go. Hey guys, this is the future son-in-law of Jack, the guy who bought him the iron covers that you guys had on last week. So I just wanted to answer a few questions. One, yes, I am a golfer. Uh, two, yes, uh, I did get him the, the gift as a joke. But I'm upset that he didn't mention the other thing I got him, which was a bright white belt and matching white pants to go along with it. Also, I gave him a coupon for unsolicited swing advice on every tee. Um, wanted to, to let you guys know what the, the true story was behind that. So, uh, love what you guys are doing. Jack, turn me on to you guys. Yeah, so he goes on to say Jack, Jack uh, told, told him about the show, and now he's got, <laughs> he, we're, he's got a new listener, which, first of all, Jack, that is exactly what we're talking about. Way to spread the TJ gospel and tell others yes. about the podcast. That's the best thing any listener can do for us is tell somebody else to listen to us. Um, but first of all, also this guy sounds like he's in witness protection program because his voice sounded very, uh, like, doctor to me. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, like, it had like a... Um, that deep? Yeah, sort of a club, club pro guy yeah. interview type deal. Yeah, club pro guy. Um, Thoughts on, on what he said, Pat? Well, I mean, I think it's a great gift. It's a good, it's a good gag gift. There you TV. go. And he put it all together. Like, he, like so yeah. all we kind of knew was one side of the story. We yeah. knew about the Ironhead covers, but we didn't know about the uh, the white belt, the white pants, the unsolicited advice on every. Which is these are all That's things beautiful. that you should you just should not do on the golf course. Correct. And, but this it. People probably think that the white belt and all that kind of stuff just doesn't happen anymore or the unsolicited advice. It happens all the time. It, it's, it happens all the time. And uh, so I, I like his creativity. I do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I am now on that guy's team just for being funny and for, for doing a funny, having a funny gift, having a little, little joke at the future brother-in-law's expense. And um, I, I'm all for it. Now, now, I, I, I will say this, Pat. I'll, I'll make a confession here. I wear white pants. I do. I have white joggers, and I, I love them. I think they're handsome. Mm. My wife likes them. In the summer, they look especially nice. Um, Is that confession cam, by the way? Have yeah. Have you just created confession cam? Yeah. I don't wear a white belt. I've not worn a white belt 
for probably a decade and a half, two decades. Oh, but you have before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to wear one. Back in the Camilo Vajegas days, I, I wore a white belt. Um, but the white pants thing, I, I can get down with. I, I think it looks clean. And um, if, I, if I'm feeling like it's going to be a good ball striking day and it's dry out, I'll wear the white pants. If, if, I, if I feel like the swing's kind of God knows um, and, it's, or it's, and or it's wet, I won't wear the white pants. You don't want to get mud on your, on your shins. No. That. If you hit one like, you know, if you chunk one like Colin, that's where, that's where you end up. But I have white pants. Yeah. So, but shout out to that guy for calling in and, and being funny. I, I'm now on his team, and I apologize for anything we did to make fun of you. All right, AK range. We ready? AK range uh, starts with KH Lee at 8,700, ends with Emiliano Grillo at the AK spot. Uh, and I think the, the cash lock for me on, if you're playing 50-50s or double ups on DraftKings, the cash lock, Pat, may surprise you. I think it's KH Lee at 8,700. KH mm-hmm. is playing great, um, and, I, and I like him in the birdie fest. He's won the Byron Nelson back-to-back years, and what the winning score there is like 28 under. We know he can go low. And coming off his first appearance at the Century Tournament of Champions, I love that. Um, here, he, here he comes to Sony for the first time since getting to play in, in, the, in the Century, I believe, right? Wasn't that his first time of the Century? I could be wrong there, actually. Let me see. No, he's played, he played at the Century last year. Um, yeah. So what did he do at the Sony? Last year finished 48, the year before that 19th, two missed cuts in prior uh, tries. But I, I, like, I like where the game's at right now. He's hitting the ball well. He's scoring. I like KH Lee. I think the chalk is going to be Keith Mitchell mm-hmm. at 8,300. It has a lot to do with the course history here. Uh, really solid. And I will say that the three best years for him, 2022, 2021, 2019, listen to this. This is, this is, he bucks the trend. Those three years, the Sony was his first event of the year. In 2020, when he got to play the Century as a result of winning the Honda, he missed the cut at the Sony the week after. So he was opposite land. I don't know what he's doing, but he's opposite land. But four top 25s, you know, two top 15s, a top 10 in the last five years here, I think he will be, a, you know, a chalky player. And maybe you still play him. I like him. I definitely like the fit here. So maybe people roll with him. If you want to play with him in cash, you, 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 I think you could probably do that too. Um, but I think he'll be a popular player. And I think people are itching to play Cam Davis. Yes. Do you think so? I was thinking about that. I I'm itching. Are you? I'm itching to play him. Yeah. You know I always love playing some Cam D. Um, and I was thinking, like, could Putnam and Grillo catch some steam? Yes, I think they could. But then I was like, well, like that's rub- chalky, though? Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. though. Are they going to hit chalk, chalk size numbers in 8K for, for GPP tournaments on DraftKings? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see who, we'll see who pumps them up out there in, in tout land. Um, but that's kind of where I'm thinking some of the ownership's going to fall. I'll tell you who I don't like. This is, this is opposite land, DB, this week. I'm not going to play Siwoo. Oh. I know. Listen, it doesn't change the fact that I wore uh, an illegally acquired shirt from his wedding on last week's show. I love him. What? I mean, what? I love him. But, I mean, I, I got to be smart here, Pat. I got to be wise. I got to be, you know, I got I to I, I do the people justice. You know, last week I felt very responsible. You know, because big DB's big balls betting card, I cut my units in half because I just knew the, the trend was the shorter numbers are going to win. There's no, there's very little hope for us. And I wisely you shouldn't cut your units a whole lot. You know, I wisely, I wisely cut it in half and saved half a unit. Could have lost mm-hmm. it all. Could have lost all the all the weekly units. But I saved them. I was being responsible. I was betting responsibly. And if I'm betting responsibly in the AK range, playing DraftKings, I don't think it involves Siwoo. His putter, ever since he broke the putter over my, over my shoulder, it's been bad. It's been real bad. Like, dark, under-the-bed dark for Siwoo from a putting standpoint. Not good. Um, he got married, as, as I documented on my shirt last week, which, I don't know, like maybe, maybe he's been busy. I would imagine he's a lover, and I bet he's been busy. You know, I mean, see, woo, he's been busy, uh, and the course, the course record here is not good either. So like, what, what, what are we really excited about right now? I, I, I'm just not there. Yeah, I was gonna say the course record isn't great. Um, 
I, I could see myself being tempted to go with some Siwoo, though, especially if I get get a little low-owned Siwoo. Um, you know, there's a few guys in here that I'm curious about, though. And, you know, I just, I'm drawn to Seabez at 8,100. Finished 17th here last year. I don't see a lot of good numbers from the ball striking standpoint for him, but he is a fantastic putter. I mean, just an overall putting, he's fifth in the field. Yeah, he is a good scrambler. This is a this is a course where you do need to scramble pretty well on. Um, so Cebes, I think, is gonna you know he's right there next to Putnam and Grilla, who you said might have a little ownership. Siwoo's right above him. Cebes could be the sort of sneaky play in here, right there at eighty one hundred. If you want to like get a couple of the like eat, you know. Oh, I think he's gonna be sneaky. I, I and you're getting if you're getting like. Tom Kim up there up top and maybe another guy mm-hmm. in the 9K range, you drop down to Seabez. I would feel really good about that. Yeah. So Seabez is, is kind of my, my sneaky good GPP play in here. I feel like I'm going to play Cam Davis, even though you say he might have a little bit of, you know, he might be chalky. I like KH Lee as well, too. I mean, he's just, like you said, he's a scorer. They're going to get good scoring conditions. I mean, what do we typically see? 21, 22 under, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, win this golf yeah. tour- tournament when they do have good scoring conditions. So KH Lee is another one who I, I had written down to. Probably going to stay away from Keith Mitchell, even though he is, you know, does have the good good history here. Um, but I, I feel like I'm going to avoid some some Keith Mitchell this week. He didn't really excite me. I was kind of surprised to see the the history here too. So. Yeah, really good record here though. Um, all right, let's get going to the seven K range, Pat. Before we do, the Nut Hut crushed it last week. Great start to 2023. If you're not in the Nut Hut, you're missing out. Including Pat starting off. Thursday's round one with his official prize picks card that he dropped in Pat's wine cellar, exclusive nut hut content that was a 15x six of six prize picks hit, which just got the week off to a tremendous prize pick start, especially. Just right off the bat. It was it was yes. fantastic to hit that. I did not have a good round one uh in prize picks, but I made up for it. Ended up having a profitable week on my prize picks plays overall for prize picks. You and I went 32, 17, and three. 32 hits, 17 losses, and three pushes. But we made a ton of money, and a lot of people made a ton of money in the, uh, you know, in the nut hut, tailing prize pick stuff alone. And then, of course, we had the 20 to 1 sweat from your betting card that was dropped on Colin Morikawa. Our boy Joe Idoni dropped in some killer head to head matchups. He hit full, all four of his head to head matchups, I think. I think it was. Or no. Three and zero went three and zero. Yeah, earned over four units in the head-to-head matchups. The exclusive content dropped. It was nice. We also shared some news from the course about a few players that ended up being fairly spot on. Probably saved you some money on one chalkier name that ended up finishing, I think, thirty thirtieth or thirty second. Um, so that went well. The chats went great last week. First week in the Nut Hut doing some of the new exclusive content. I would say it was fantastic. I think it went swimmingly and if you're in the channel if you're in the chat if you're watching comment uh drop a comment after the show is is done going live tell us what you loved about it hit the like button subscribe to the youtube channel if you've not already as well and here's a fun comment question you ready for this pat i'm gonna give dish this out before we get to the ak yes i'm excited about this my brain thought of this and i don't really know if i know the answer but i'm interested to hear everybody else's answer whose career would you rather have going forward Okay. Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Stequavius. Stequavius, as he likes to be called. Uh, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. UGA Bulldog playing his last game in college tonight for the Natty. Um, or Davis Thompson. Now, DB, why'd you pick Davis Thompson? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was another Georgia Bulldog, number one. So two dogs. But like with Stetson, it's like, what? what What's really going to be the trajectory of Stetson Bennett's career? Will he get drafted? I don't know. I think he might. Um, but if he does, it'll probably be very late. Will he ever see the field? Not sure. He definitely still make a lot of money as a backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, will he not get drafted or not make the field after a few years and get into media? Um, we've seen that happen. Aaron Murray's done that quite well for, for the dogs. Will he just kind of go do something else but his career will be that in the state of georgia after you win the natty for the first time in 40 years last year you don't ever 
pay for a meal or a drink or he'll be set a lot of stuff yeah and, he, and if he wins another one tonight yeah he, well he's already set i mean he won the first one for george in 40 years but yeah he he can you know there's an insurance agency out there that's immediately going to give yeah. him a portfolio that could you know be worth <laughs> millions or something like he, he's not going to be hurting no matter what he what happens right so you have that and, and i get that too like maybe people from parts of the country that aren't super into like college sports, college football, don't quite understand how that could work. But I mean, he, he will be a God in the state of Georgia for the rest of his life. Okay. And so I just thought it was interesting because like, then you have Davis Thompson, who's this super young, very talented, you know, guy that, you know, has had a few PGA tour starts. He's made some money, but who knows? He could, he could flop. He could totally flop or he could be incredible. So, like, if you had to pick today, whose career would you rather have? Drop in the comment section here on the YouTube channel. Maybe tweet at us if you're listening on the podcast, uh, podcast listens or whatever. I don't know. I just thought that was a fun exercise to go through. All right. Pat, you ready for the 7K? Let's, let's hit it. 7K, full of some names, lots of names. I had some people asking me earlier about this guy, and I'm going to tell you, the theme for tonight is I'm, DB's fading guys that he actually really likes. I'm fading a lot of guys I like okay. and a lot of guys I'm very excited about for 2023. But I'm not excited about Nick Hardy. And I had people in the chat this morning doing the, the live first look betting show ask me about Nick Hardy. And I like Nick Hardy a lot. Um, he, he, he's a good, good kid, very talented. I'm a believer. Interviewed him on the show a couple months ago, um, and he talked about the, the courses he loves, the courses he doesn't really like, he doesn't get excited about. One of the things he mentioned, spoiler alert, is he doesn't like courses where his driver is somewhat neutralized. He's a long, straight hitter. He, the driver's going to be a weapon for this kid. And at Wiley, it's not that you can't hit driver, but it's a little bit neutralized. You know, So I don't know. And he's got, he's got a 14th here and a miscut, which is interesting. But I think I'll probably pass. I think there's a lot of people geared up to play Nick Hardy. What I actually hope happens is I'm going to fade him. Obi doesn't play well. And then uh, I'm going to jump on him and at, the, at the West Coast Swing, and especially Torrey Pine. So Nick Hardy's probably the fade for me. In terms of uh, chalk, I don't know. Like, I think this 7K range is just very much the same, a lot of the same caliber guys when I look at it. Like, there was nobody in the range that I really saw and was like, oh, that's a big misprice or that guy's going to be chalk. Um, because they all kind of have warts, and I couldn't really land on one. I, I actually want to pose this question. As bad as Webb Simpson has been, knowing that, you know, other than the Wyndham, like I think he, and maybe Heritage, like he owns the Sony. Like Wiley and Webb go together, mm-hmm. you know, like, like peanut butter and banana. And are people going to play him because of that? Or are people still... I feel like people will click his name because they want to, you know, he's going to show some low ownership. They're going to look at course history here. You know, he did show, am I, am I wrong? And I guess he didn't really show much in the fall. No. Um, not, not that I remember. No, he missed a cut at the, at the RSM. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, but he won't be chalky. I can tell you that. Okay, yeah. So I, I'm guessing the chalk is going to be Denny McCarthy because Denny McCarthy's always chalk, and I ranted about that in the mm-hmm. first look show about Denny. Mm-hmm. Denny's not going to win. He's not ever? Gonna win. Or will like what do no, you mean? Like he's I think not going to win this week or like ever? I think ever he could, but he ain't winning this week. And I, I still, do you know that as long as Denny McCarthy's been on tour, he doesn't even have a runner up. He doesn't have a runner up finish. His best finish is a third. And doesn't it feel like when you look back over his, his year last year, doesn't it feel like all his like top tens were just very like coocher at a major backdoor, you know, just late night robbery top tens that he just tell me the last time you remember Denny being in one of the final groups on a Sunday, first or second to last first or last group or second to last group on a Sunday, and had a lead on a Sunday. Do we know? Has that happened before? I don't know if that's happened. I feel like usually though when you look, when you're looking at Denny, it's the stats draw him to you know draw him to you first. Yeah, but 
in this case here, at least the and I've got a little small condensed, you know, stat model for me this week, and McCarthy is not showing up anywhere on that. Hmm. So I don't feel like he's I'm gonna get drawn to him. Well, I think people get on him because the the putter, the putting contest sometimes, and I get that, and and I mean it yeah. can happen. Um, so I'm thinking Denny, and I'm I'm also leaning Poston potentially as as chalky coming off of Kapalua, fitting that trend, and just the course fit in general. And I you know I think people are also eager to continue to play Alex Smalley after his after his fall, which I, I don't blame him. I mean he he had a tremendous fall. So I think those names, probably Denny, Poston, and Smalley will be the most popular here, but I don't think anybody here really gets super chalky. I, I don't. I, I don't, but I think that's a good thing, and I think that's, yeah. this is where mm-hmm. you can really make some important decisions and you know, drill down your research and you know, find some guys that can win you a GPP. You know, another guy up here that's you know at seventy six hundred who played really well in the in the fall after coming off of the Corn Ferry Tour is Will Gordon. Yeah, he's right there at seventy six hundred. He intrigues me. You know, had a top fifteen at the RSM. He was T three at the World Worldwide Technology. So, Will Gordon is he's kind of, he's interesting to me, and and he did miss the cut the two times he played here in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Um. But he's got the stats. Seems like he's a different player now. I think he is. I think he is. He's a good ball striker. I looked at good drives gained uh, instead of just driving accuracy. He's top 20 in that stat. Well, the Will Gordon to me is someone I think that could be an interesting GPP play. And then right underneath him too, Hayden Buckley. Another guy, great ball striker. Um, Great approach play. Top 10 in good drives gained. Um, You know, he's had some flashes where he's contended in some tournaments. At least leading up to Saturday, yeah. Um, I think he could be another one um, that that could make some sense here. Um, he did play here last year for the first time and finished T twelve. So Hayden Buckley also interests me in this seven K range uh, as a GPP play. You know, Gordon's biggest weapon is that driver. I mean, he is a mauler. He's arguably, I mean, he could be one of the top three to five longest guys on the PGA Tour. And you think about that, like Justin Thomas bomber right has won the sony opened with a 59 at Wiley one time um so i mean he could club down or he, he could take some really aggressive lines and we'll see what happens so gordon is interesting and he does feel like a different player to me up top like because i do like alex smalley and, and i like jt i like both of those guys more than denny mccarthy and i would roll i think i would roll jt Poston and cash this week i think good for him to get to play the century um you know, and, and played okay, made, made plenty of birdies, did his thing. This will be his fifth trip around Wiley. I like him in cash, 50-50s and double-ups. But if I'm looking for a pivot in the high 8K or 7K range, I think it might be Harris English for me. And I know I kind of, I kind of like, you know, dipped my toe in, in, the, in the Harris English waters in the fall, think, like ready for him to come he's, back. He's fully healthy now, we, we, we think, at least from what I hear. Yeah. Um, I, but I, you know, I, I was hoping to kind of catch it early if that really elite ball striking and iron play stretch that we saw him have. Because I mean, he he was really really hot with the irons and the ball striking for a for a good minute there. I was I was hoping to kind of be on the front end of that. But but he did. It wasn't incredible. But he showed signs. The Shriners gained three point seven strokes with his uh, with his approach play. That was that was encouraging. I don't know. I just think more time to rest, more time to get you know. Uh, get the groove back. I, I think English is an interesting name up here, and a guy that I think it, if he is on, unlike Denny, I think Harris can close the door and possibly get me a win from a guy in the seven K range. So I think he's an interesting pivot. And then the the last like pivot play I'll give you, I think is going to be Russell Knox. Now, you know, we heard this last year. I think it was late, maybe maybe during the Open Championship. Our friend Diane Knox, his sister. Yeah told us that he didn't he have like vision problems that he was like yeah undiagnosed or something yeah and she's like and, and hopefully it's not good when it comes to this game yeah and Go she's on. like hopefully that'll help his putting i was like yeah ho- hopefully it uh definitely helps his putting but since then i mean if you look he's 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 not had quite the emiliano grio turnaround consistency but like starting at the rocket mortgage in july 
he's gained a heck of a lot more strokes putting than he's lost. And the iron play has been extremely good. I mean, look at his iron play at the RSM and the Houston, and he's very familiar with Sony. And it's been a lot of feast or famine, a lot of missed cuts, but a 13th, an 11th, a 10th, 32nd, a 7th last year. Um, and it really all boils down to the flat stick for him, even in those years he's played the Sony. So I think Knox could be, you know, he's kind of one of these guys, like we've been playing this long enough. Everybody's kind of tired of him. And I think you just kind of glaze over his name and you just go, okay, I'm going to Ben Griffin. The, the young rookie had a hot fall. And I like Ben Griffin. Yeah, but, I do too. But I think it's easy to kind of forget about a guy like him who literally may have just got, some, got LASIK and now he knows how to putt. I mean, that, that, that could be it. I don't think that's it, but you know what I mean. All right, let's move on. Let's get to the 6K range. We got we to gotta button this up, Pat. We got, we got more fun stuff to get to here. Listener voicemail, 6K range. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have a ton, but, but there's a few. I don't think I'm probably going to have a ton of exposure to this range, uh, but I'll give you a couple. I'm going to start with, uh, with another rookie. Where is he? Where'd he go? Let me, let me search him here on Fantasy National. Uh, yeah, a guy who kind of turned it up later in the fall, Ben Taylor. I like, oh, yeah. I like, old, I like rookie Ben Taylor. Only had one missed cut in the fall. Um, three top 25s, including a third at Houston. 21st at the RSM Classic. Iron play's been solid. Putter is hot. The, the, if you look at his, his overall performance on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, checks a lot of boxes that would seemingly work quite well here at Wiley. Uh, so I like that. Um, I'm going to go. And then I'm going to go with a couple, a couple of old farts. I'm going to go with a couple of old farts. Have you, I mean, do we remember, Pat, we've been doing this eight years. Do, I were, uh, what? What do you think I'm going I know which player I think you're about to talk about. I don't know if you do. Do we okay. remember how much Stuart Sink loves the Sony? Okay, I didn't think you were going there. This man has played the Sony 16 years. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 14, 16, 16 years. His, his last miscut was 2013. He's only had three total miscuts in 16 years. In, in every single year, except for four, he's gained strokes with his irons. Um, he's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five top 20s, uh, two top 10s. Like for a guy for, for a guy like Stuart Sink, old and cheap, that's pretty that's pretty good. Sixty nine hundred. I think I might roll out a little bit of Stuart Sink, and then I'm gonna go with little David Lingmurth. That's who I thought you were gonna go with. Does it sound Sink. like that should be like some sort of nursery rhyme or something? Little David Lingmurth went to the went to the Y Little David Lingmurth yeah. went to the nursery yes. and he got him some popsicles. <laughs> What? Are you on a, are you on mushrooms? What? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not even drinking yet. I'm not either. I I, I don't. Yeah, I, this I might got be, water. I got water in the Yeti. I don't know how many podcasts we've done in the eight years without podcast juice, but it's probably less than ten. And this is one of them because <laughs> I know that when I'm done, it's about to be on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Lingmurth, tenth at the RSM, eighth at Mayakoba, eleventh at the Bermuda, all in like October, all in the uh, the last month of the season. So Lingmurth is uh, is is, and he's also a good fit here. I mean, he doesn't have, you don't have to hit it far. Just roll the rock, do your thing. He's got a thirteenth here in twenty sixteen. Hasn't been here since twenty seventeen. I think Lingmurth is interesting. Um, and then one more, Pat. I might I might go ahead, and I haven't. I don't think I played this guy all year last year, but I think it could be worth going back to a revitalized, a rejuvenated. He was juvenated. Then he lost it. Now he's rejuvenated. Harry Higgs. Oh. Are we ready to see possibly oh, 6,400? Big Sexy come back and be good again? Or is, that, is that possible? I mean, he might. All right, that's my 6K play. Okay, well, I was going to go the, the David Lingmurth route, um, and now I'm thrown off by the, the <laughs> Lingmurth. Uh, Went to get the popsicle. What the? Fuck? <laughs> um, I also do like Ben Taylor. He, you know, you mentioned him. I believe at mm. sixty eight hundred, he's another one that I'm, I would certainly look at. 
this is this is you know anytime you get on a course like this it's hard to not want to click adam shink hard yeah always checking boxes on the ball striking the approach great driver of the golf ball as far as being accurate off the tee he's another one that i think could make some sense but he sucked here fast he hasn't made a cut in like four years um yeah so i don't know maybe not i'm just looking okay uh, I want to remind everybody the listener league on Nidery. If you're in the Nut Hut, if you're a paying member of the Nut Hut, the link will be dropped. It's already set up. The, the Sony Open listener league is dropped, and the, the counting like it starts this week. It's official this week. We we got everybody accustomed to it last week. Kind of got got your feet wet. Got to play around with Nidery. Um, but the link for the listener league will be dropped. Your chance to win a trip to come to Augusta or Savannah, spend a weekend with me and Pat, play some golf, have some drinks, have some food, have some laughs. We've done that for now like three or four years. It's been great. So if you're not in the Nut Hut, you can't participate. There's a lot of things you can't do or get if you're not in the Nut Hut, so I don't understand why you wouldn't be in the Nut Hut. Um, and also, we will have a member of Nidery's team in the Discord server already prepared to answer your questions to help you get um, accustomed to things and kind of navigate your way around it, which we're excited about. It's something different. It's a different format. It's free to enter. It's just something fun. So Listener League now will start this week officially. And also, Pat is your chief source for Listener League information. So Yes. Okay, let's wrap this up, Pat, with listener voicemails. I think we got to start with probably the most uh, controversial one, uh, and that would be Ben's. Ben heard our voicemail episode last week, and he said, boys, terrible New Year's resolutions. I got some New Year's resolutions you guys need to do. So, uh, so he, he called in. So uh, I'll play this. Reminder, though, you can call in at any time and leave a voicemail and possibly get on the show. 706-6-ADDICT is the number. 706-623-3428. 706-6-ADDICT. Here is Ben's New Year's resolution for me and Pat. Again, Chalk Bomb Ben, uh, kind of, you know, just he's kind of like the he's kind of like the big toe of the tour junk. You know, me and Pat really run the show, but Ben's like the big toe. He has his little stake in, in, in TJ. So here he is. Here's what he thinks we should do. Hey, guys. Formally. On them here. Um, got a couple uh, New Year's resolutions that I'd like you guys to try and work on in the year of our Lord 2023. Um, number one, I would like the tour junkies to get Say Woo on the podcast. Not only would I like him to be on the podcast, but I would love for him to share a not safe for work. Or the children's story that has never been heard or told in public. Uh, New Year's resolution number two. I'd like for Pat to uh, not Irish goodbye the nut hut uh, more than five times this year. Um, you know, it, it is inevitable that Pat will get triggered from time to time. So we're going to leave five in there. As quota, maximum quota, um, but but I'd like to see it less than that uh, in 2023. New Year's resolution number three for both Pat and David to learn what shallowing the golf club is and how it can make you a better golfer. Uh, David has made a little progress on that with his irons, uh, but the driver has gotten even worse, and, and Lord knows Pat has not shallowed a golf club, at least in his adult life. Uh, maybe, maybe he did when he was young. Um, I would like for Pat and David to get credentialed for the Masters as press. That That is one of my real big New Year's resolutions for 2023. Um, in 2023, I would like for David to admit he was wrong at least twice. <laughs> In the whole year. <laughs> um, next one. I would like for Pat to play a suboptimal round of golf, which does happen from time to time, and not be a poutopotamus the entire <laughs> round. Poutopotamus. Uh, I got to experience this several times in 2022, yeah. and does not make for the most pleasant playing experience. I mean, you're, you're playing golf. It doesn't matter. It, you're living your best life. Hanging out with friends outside in the sunshine, just enjoy. 
Um, he has a point. I would like, and this last one, would love for David to buy things for the TJ Pro Shop other than stupid stuff <laughs> that only David will wear. Yeah, so we, we've got this Please really write that awesome one down. Colby logo looks great on many things, but there's a lot. Okay, Ben, that's enough. Oh my gosh. Okay, so apparently Google Voice is making everyone sound like they're in witness protection and Club Pro Guy. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but that is not Ben's voice. He does have a strange voice, and it's strangely deep yes. for such a small man. But, um, but yeah, that that was not that could not be real. Are you okay? I'm not leaving. I'm just charging. I'm put, I forgot to put my charger in on the computer, so I'm dying. <laughs> okay. Uh, so to recap, Ben's goals for us, say woo on the pod, which is how Ben says see woo. Pat to not Irish goodbye the nut hut five times, no, more than five times, but I think he will accomplish that this year. He won't do that. We, we've worked through that. Uh, both of us the shallow of the club. Uh, definitely not happening for Pat. Hopefully going to happen for me finally. Master, he's, I love how he said I would like for David and Pat to, uh, to get us, or what did he say? We get media credentials that, that wait, yeah. Ben you're not coming if we get and <laughs> then uh, admit that I was wrong at least twice I do that all the time you're wrong Ben and uh, p- called Pat a poutopotamus um, when he plays bad and you're playing with him which you you, you definitely do and then for me to put mm-hmm. uh, apparently stuff that's not garbage in the TJ Pro Shop so let's handle these quickly see Wu on the pod it will happen but honestly at this point it, it's it's the it's our white whale, and I don't know that we really want to have him on right now, you know. And and I will say this too: we've already talked about this internally, TJ headquarters. When it does happen, it will be in person. We are not going to do one over the phone, over Zoom, or over whatever. We'll see. With. So, thank you, Ben. Pat, Irish goodbye in the nut hut. I, you know, Pat. I think we've I think we've gotten the nut hut down to a science now. We've got. I, I feel like actually that could end up being. I don't want to say zero. Yeah. Maybe but one. It, I, I feel like I can get under the five, for sure. Yeah, I think so. so. I think an yeah. appropriate number would be like two and a half. I would set it at yeah. like two and a half. Um, master's credentialing, I mean, listen, you know, we've, we've never tried. Uh, if someone, you know, is listening from Augusta National, you'd like, we would love to do it, um, but we've never tried, and uh, that, that's that. Well, we have our reasons, but whatever. We're skipping past me being wrong twice. That's, that's terrible. Pat, what are you going to do about not being not, a, not a powdopotamus? Well, let me answer that, okay? Because <laughs> I, I agree with Ben, because if somebody says something like that, because I played with Ben, I played with you, then obviously it comes from a place of truth. So I'm not, I can't say, sit here and say that it, it's not truth. I feel like it does depend a little bit on who I'm playing with. If I'm like playing with my normal Friday group, I don't think anybody that I play with would tell you the same thing that you or Ben would say. But it's also like when I'm playing with you and Ben, and and this may sound, don't get a big head about this, okay? But when I'm playing with you and Ben, it's like playing with my dad. Like when I used to play with my dad growing up, I always wanted to impress him or play better, you know, than I I think I should. And whenever I play with you and Ben, I feel like I need to play well for some reason. And if I don't, then then Poutopotamus Pat comes out. And I start, and, and it and it reminds me of the days when I would play like the father son with my dad, and I would start playing really bad, and I would just want to storm off the course. But I'm not going to do that with the buddies I play with on a normal Friday. So you and I, I don't know. I guess you and Ben are like dads on the golf course. We're your we're your, we're your daddies, huh? And so well, I don't want to. Let's not go that far. But I'm just trying to, you know, I, I try to. I like to play well with you guys. And it's not like y'all play great every time I play with you either. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, I'll work on that. I'll get it. But okay. I don't. I think it is sort of. Um, it's 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 in a vacuum with you and uh, with you and Ben. Our friend Aussie DB wants to know: Are you a club thrower? I have not thrown a club in a long time. But David's seen me throw a club, and Ben may have seen me throw a club. So it's like it's yeah. like I revert back to the yeah the days of yeah. Um. In terms of the TJ Pro Shop, I mean, what are we talking about? Like, we have great stuff in the in the TJ Pro Shop. Now, Chris brings up a great Chris in the chat says, "What happened to the TJ Calendar?" We did talk about doing a TJ Calendar. I think that would be freaking hilarious. I would love to do that. 
that will take definitely a lot of thought and planning ahead of time and not like think about it in like December or January when we always think about it. So uh, we, we could work on that. I, I think the biggest thing we would need to figure out is the photography for that. Um, but, you know, go, I would love to have a TJ calendar where the tournaments and key dates, you know, are marked in like our world and TJ world on the calendar. I think that could be fun. But maybe drop in the comments. What would you like? What, what are we missing? That we, what, what, do we, what do you want in the pro shop that, that we don't have? By the way, a very hot item coming to the TJ Pro Shop very soon. Why are you holding up your cat? What? What is happening? I don't know. The cat just showed up. Um, They're not allowed up here, but somebody has let them up here. Oh, okay. A very hot item coming to the TJ Shop. I'm excited about it. Um, as excited about any item we've had in the TJ shop, maybe ever. So I'm, I'm very happy about it. Hope to have that in the shop this week whenever it arrives. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Um, Pat, let's, let's take, let's take one more voicemail and then we're out. And it's from our friend, Aussie DB, who is in the chat and we can, we can end on this. G'day boys. It's Aussie DB from down under checking in, uh, the start of the year. PGA Tour season, looking forward to it. I want to know what your thoughts are on Live Golf, uh, particularly Pat's thoughts. I know that he was against the movement when it first started. Uh, you guys have had some experience with it now. Can the two tours come together? Can points for world rankings be allocated to Live Golfers to are uh, clearly some of the best in the world, not all, but uh, but some for sure, particularly Aussie Cam Smith, who I know enjoys coming on the show. So please, uh, share your thoughts. Um, you know, a bit on Greg Norman, a bit on Rory McIlroy's feud, and uh, and, and let us know uh, what you think. Look- all right, Aussie DB calling from the, the land down under, wants to know. He's, he's geared up because, you know, Liv is bringing a golf tournament back to Australia. And uh, I know he's pumped about that. I know a lot of our Aussie friends are pumped about that. So I guess specifically, Pat, we can start with you. Obviously, we could talk about Liv for a long time, and we've done yeah, content we around it. So we're not going to do that tonight, but Pat, we'll let, I'll let you go right now. You know, I've definitely um, changed the tune I had at the beginning of it. Um, I, I feel like I'm accepting it more than I did. I, I don't like anything that divides the game of golf. So, and you can not just say that live in this case, you could actually say that's also PGA Tour in this case because they're both not talking to each other. The way things are going right now, I do not believe that they can talk to each other and coexist. Um, there's a lot that'll have to change, especially up at the top of both organizations. And I'm not, you know, advocating for any of that other than to say that I don't feel like the way they are right now, there's going to be any coexisting. Uh, that said, personally, I don't feel a much of a stake in live golf as far as watching it and like being that passionate about it, which I've said this all along, you know, for me, sports is a lot about is, you know, passion. You're going to, if you had a video camera on me tonight, watching the Georgia Bulldogs play in the national title game, you would see where that passion comes from. And you would also see it. If you're watching me, you know, with my dad watching the masters on Sunday or something like that, I don't feel like I'm going to get that out of live golf yet. But I am more accepting of it. I get why players want to do it. It is different. I think they're doing some good things in the game of golf as far as changing, um, you know, the way we may look at it, the way we may look at tournaments. Um, but right now, it, it, I feel like it still remains to be seen what the end is going to look like. And I would like golf to be better after it's all said and done. And right now, I don't see how that's where we are at the moment. Yeah, that would be my my answer. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely seems like it's either going to be uh, it's either just going to be completely fractured as it is right now, or it's all going to collapse in terms of like everything, everything's going to have to give in and Liv's going to have a TV deal. Liv's going to have world golf ranking points. And then before you know it, the pressure is going to be applied and, and, and the tours are going to have to play nice. And we're going to have two golf tours that are, that are, that are solid golf tours. It feels like there's going to be one or the other, not a whole lot in between, which, um, may, probably makes sense. Uh, I, I get that. So. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I am, um, obviously, I had a, a unique experience being media at a live event back in the fall, and I've documented all that, you know, in a video that, that's out on, on YouTube and the podcast feed. Um, so we've got some interesting perspective there. We've got really good friends that are playing on live or a part of live, uh, and Charles Howell, HV3, 
So um, having talked to those guys and kind of gotten their perspective on things definitely gives us maybe a different perspective than other people in the space or the industry. So uh, I'm interested to see how it's going to go for 2023 because I do think the team element and if they lean into that and they get it figured out on the front end before the first tournament, there's no changes and stuff. And they're not like changing up the game, you know, three events in like they kind of did last year. If they're not making it up as they go and they come out hot in February with the team element and they get a TV deal, I think it could be compelling to watch. I think it could be more compelling to watch than people want to give it credit for. Do I prefer a full field event with cut and four rounds? Yes, I do. You know, like, yes, yes, I do. I I don't want limited field events. I just don't. But that, that also means I'm not super excited about some of these designated events that the tour's having. So... Anyway, that, that's, I, we could go on for this for a long time. That's it for us tonight. Thank you for watching. Thanks for, thanks for checking out the Tour Junkie show. May your screens be green. Bend over your bookie. Uh, Pat's playing with his cat. All right. now, now the dog's up here. Oh. <laughs> go dogs! See ya!